You, you can holler, you can applaud, you can scream, you can do anything you want. I can't hear you anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so today I'm here with Hannah Sward, and her new book, Strip, um, is coming out in September. And um, really excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for, for joining me. Thank you for having me here. Absolutely. I, uh... um, well, the, how I found out about your book, Patrick O'Neill, I had him on recently, and I was just talking to him about what he had been reading, and he, he mentioned it. Uh, that he was that he was um, reading the book, and so I, I checked it out, and it was definitely something um, that I I knew I'd be interested in. I love memoir, um, and I knew if Patrick recommended it, I knew it had to have been good. So um, I tried to get a copy as soon as possible, and I actually finished it this morning. I finished it up this morning, um, and I, I loved it. And I think um, one thing that I really found like it's just really good writing first off i mean it's just solid solid writing and i think um what brought me in so immediately to it was how you wrote from the perspective of whatever age you were at the time so it wasn't like you were looking back um you know telling it like, and then this happened and this happened but you're writing from a six-year-old point of view or a 14-year-old point of view so um maybe you could just tell us a little bit about the book for our listeners and then and then and then jump into kind of that 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 style that you decided um to to continue with the book how you how you wrote it in that fashion yeah well strip a memoir it's uh starts out in my childhood which uh if anyone has read the synopsis or not uh, i grew up with my poet father uh, very bohemian upbringing living on different islands without cars or stores and moving around quite quite often the various women in his life and at one point living on a commune and a houseboat and the influences of my early childhood in the literary world and also with that bohemian lifestyle, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily because it's bohemian, but the lack of, uh, you know, my father was very occupied with his poetry, which is what I love most about him. And also, you know, has its, uh, when a parent or anybody is very, very involved in, in their creative or how, whatever outlet, you know, whatever their love is, uh, for myself anyway, there was a lot of time left alone as a child. And some of those uh, experiences led to, you know, being taken from a park uh, when I was six by a stranger and uh, unsavory uh, babysitter. And having a mother that chose to live, uh, well, not be there uh, when I left, when, when I was two and she had a child with, um, my stepfather, a sculptor and painter, and they moved to Florida. So a lot of it's about my bond with my little sister in those in those summers, and our 
yeah, really inseparable bond in that one or two months of that we were together every year. And what that looked like later, once I was able to graduate from high school and we moved to LA and lived together in our escapades as, uh, when I, when I arrived there, she was uh, stripping at a place called The Body Shop uh, up on Sunset Boulevard. And shortly thereafter, I followed her footsteps. Although I'm missing quite a number of things as I share about the well, book. Well, people, yeah, people need to read the book to get, I mean, it's, it's a fascinating, like, just incredible story. Um, and I, I think uh, one thing that really struck me was just, um, you know, childhood in general, no matter what the circumstances is, how like, and, and rightfully so in a lot of respects, but how you're just kind of, you have no, you have no choices in so many ways and how you're just kind of along for the ride for whatever, you know, people are raising you and that's just, you're normal. Um, and then, you know, they can take good and bad from it, but it is kind of just that, like the sadness of being a, a kid who kind of has to bounce around um, and just, the confusion that, you know, I think you just say, like, you just nailed it with, you know, like a little kid writing about the situation. I mean, if I feel like I was talking to a, a six-year-old girl and just telling me about what happened and it's like, I was just so blown away with that, that style of writing um, that you were able to do that. And, and then it seamless, seamlessly like transitioned to the next, um, you know, point in your life you know your teens and your 20s and then your 30s um so you said in the in the book that you 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 always kind of journaled quite a bit uh was a lot of it pulled was the book a lot of it pulled from um the actual journals themselves or did, did you use them as reference and, and adapt them i love that question especially as i'm going through so many journals now of uh what well, my father's actually in, in his office. Uh, I didn't even realize I had boxes of journals in his office of my own. <laughs> I have plenty in LA. Uh, I pulled not so much from childhood. Uh, however, I did pull from my 30s with uh, some sugar daddies. Mm -hmm that material I found and I wasn't necessarily planning on using it, but I was transcribing it. And in the transcribing, I started to see, oh, here's material that's present. And immediately, uh, well, I didn't need to make, I didn't need to, it was just right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the actual day that I went out with uh, the Orthodox Jewish uh, sugar daddy yeah coffee bean on sunset uh, you know it was right there so all I had to do was transcribe it yeah that was I mean that was an amazing section right there just like I was like you can't make this this up this is like this is wild and or yeah an orthodox Jew um <laughs> it was just yeah unbelievable yeah. and it shows like um I know I'm gonna I'm kind of bouncing around a lot because the, the book is fresh on my mind and I really um it's the way I, I think anyway. I like to okay perfect because I just I read it pretty quick. I read it over the course of uh three or four days. So that that for me that's quick. And um that's very quick. <laughs> so but it was just I think it was it, it was uh and I think this is the case with I've talked to a lot of writers and with the, the books that I find that are 
like quick to read, easy to read. Um, yeah. They're, I'm sure, it, it, typically it sounds like they're very hard to write. And so this, like the first couple chat just grabbed me the first time, I think I even made a post about it, the first 10 pages of the book. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I know I'm gonna love this book and it just immediately grabbed me. And I haven't really, um, I've read some great books lately, but this one really, this is the fastest I've read a book in probably a couple of years. Um, so it just like, it put me right into that, into your life, um, into the situation. Like it was um, like the perfect amount of visual description. So I got, I got a picture of like where you were, but it wasn't overdone. Um, and it just was, uh, yeah, it was just, it was just great. I know I'm just going off about it, but I was. No, I'm, this is the first, I mean, thank you, especially knowing who you interviewed, the authors that you have, uh, you know, what I've read about mm -hmm. uh, with, with your authors. I yeah. mean, this is just really, thank you. Well, and no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just, um, yeah, it was just a, just a great read. So I really encourage people to pick it up um, when it, when it does, uh, when it's released. So this, it'll be this week that this podcast is out. So is it early September? The book is coming out. September 6th. Okay, yeah. perfect. Um, so yeah, we'll have links for all, for all that, but I encourage people to, you know, you know, read a sample, buy the book. It's, it's just outstanding. And I think um, for those who I have a lot of um, Los Angeles listeners even though I'm based in Salt Lake City, but I would say I have more people in LA listen than, than Salt Lake. And um, it really captures just like when, when, when you move to Los Angeles, um, you know, or any major city, but specifically Los Angeles, how tough it is to kind of get grounded and to find your feet and um, just the amount of people that are there to try to take advantage of you. Um, it's easy to get like, swept away in so much just to survive. And I think it really, um, maybe you could just talk about, uh, like as a child, you and your sister were always talking about moving to Los Angeles and that was a big dream of yours. So maybe you could just uh, speak to that a bit about like, what was it about like Los Angeles that was, that captivated you too and wanted you to come out here? One, first and foremost, we knew we wanted to be together as soon as we possibly could. And Los Angeles represented as, you know, it just does, <laughs> you know, the allure of, sure. of, of fame and being an actress and dancing, uh, even though I wasn't a very good ballet dancer, it was still, you know, dancing was still very much a part of my life. So moving to Los Angeles to pursue those those things there's a part of me that feels a little embarrassed to say that now because i just you know quickly as a, i share in the book I, or i don't know how you know how much i go into it that acting just wasn't for me mm -hmm. i when i was on set i realized oh i really don't like this <laughs> <laughs> you know and i have many friends who are in the business and i love you know i, I love the that whatever yeah. I'm not I'm not dissing it sure no yeah, yeah however yeah. for me uh and coming here you know I was so so incredibly I think had I moved 
anywhere I would have, I was lost already before I moved to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I was just so lost within myself for so many years. And so Los Angeles was kind of perfect <laughs> just to, to uh, I, you know, I don't know. It really, again, I think it could have been editing anywhere. However, with Los Angeles and my sister being there and she, since she already was stripping, it was uh, the perfect or not so perfect uh, transition to enter into that world. Mm -hmm. And it was also a step up for me because when I was 19, I had been a call girl in Chicago and I knew I wanted to, no, I didn't know. I, I knew I wanted to be a call girl when I grew up. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was not my, my, my vision. Uh, and when I moved to Los Angeles, I did uh, fall back into that for a, a brief period. And I was at tw 24 at the time. So going into stripping with my sister was a step up from that. Uh, step up in the sense of seemed uh well i think you know what i mean <laughs> yeah no you, yeah definitely it's like uh yeah i would i can i think we i think we understand so i think i would imagine and the few people i you know i'm definitely naive to a lot of this world but i have talked to you know a few people authors and 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 different folks over the years and it's um and I'm sure it's not like this for everyone, but it does sound like a, a lot of it is, um, this is just kind of viewed as like a temporary thing. This is to, just to kind of get me through this chunk. I, you save a little bit of money. Um, and that's cause it, you know, it's when you're, when you're working at a, you know, fast food or a department store, I mean, that's, that's brutal work for, for little, little money and it's soul sucking and takes up all, it takes up so much time just to eke out an existence, I think. Most people can relate to that on some level. Um, exactly, exactly, and 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 I got to be with my sister. It, yeah, it, we got to be together. Stripping was, it was like, it, we just wanted to be together. So I'm like, okay, well, we'll, yeah. we'll go along, you know. Well, it's like you could you could look out for each other. That was pretty clear in the book that you you two took care of each other and um, while you know while you lived together in Los Angeles, and it was you know, maybe being in the, those kind of line of work, it's, it's a lot more safe to have someone that you can trust completely, I would imagine. Yeah. 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 We did everything together. We, yeah. Um, well, I think like, so memoir is always intriguing me because it, it, it terrifies me personally to to write <laughs> about my life so i have so much respect for people who write any memoir but especially one um it, that is so honest and and vulnerable and really puts yourself there but um and i'm kind of stepping back here but i heard i heard oh. someone say recently they, they said something as far and I, I, I think initially I thought they were talking about novels, but I think they were actually talking about memoir. And they said the more specific you are um, when you write, the more of a like a general appeal it can have to people. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I could, it, it kind of makes sense to me. I mean, the, the more specific, because this book is very, very specific to you um, about the mm -hmm. things you went through and the things um, you experienced, but it just like had such a, a, a pull on me from someone who's from a completely different world, different background, 
um, you know, different struggles, but it, there's like this, uh, this humanness that trans that, you know, that translates to people who've gone through very different things. And I, you know, I can't exactly put my finger on it, but it's just, I guess the human condition ultimately, but, um, and, and just, yeah. So I think just showing yourself how being so vulnerable and all the great memoirs that, you know, I've read, and I think we can, you know, you would probably agree is like when they really put themselves on the page like that, um, like a decent person, there's no judgment there at all. I'm just like kind of in awe of, of someone who's able to do that. Um, I'm just, I'm just like, um, I guess I would just love to ask, like how going through that process of, of putting it together, how long did the book take you roughly? Um, yeah. And it seems like such a therapeutic, but challenging, emotionally exhausting task at times. So uh, like, how did, how did you get through this writing it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was just uh, answering some interview questions for a publication last night, and it was not exactly this question, but but similar. It's so much easier to have a conversation about it than mm -hmm. write about it. And I, I really love this question because my process was so, one, I never wanted to write a memoir. I never wanted to write a full-length book. Uh, as I share about in the book too, in the memoir, I never want to be a writer. Uh, however, it's what I was doing. <laughs> so with the memoir, it began mainly from a short story I had been writing. I had been writing bits and pieces about my life, specifically Echo Park, my time living in Echo Park with my partner at the time. And I had gone to a, a writing a very unusual writing group at the Hollywood Library and stumbled in there and read what I, uh, you know, something that I had written. And the facilitator, Jill Sherry Robinson, who became my mentor, she came up to me after and she said, you're writing a memoir. And I said, well, I'm actually not. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> However, I kept going and she invited me to her house for a um, smaller group that she held. And, and we started working together. Uh, I was very, very privileged to have that uh, opportunity one-on-one -on -one with her. And I would come every week to her with my pages. And out of that, again, I wasn't, I wasn't keen on writing a memoir. I was very interested in continuing to write though. Mm -hmm. And what I was writing was about my life. And the memoir came about very organically. It was very, it was a very painful process. Uh, particularly because it was very hard for me to get still to write at that point. I was just newly sober. Mm -hmm. And after having, you know, done crystal meth for a decade, sitting still was, you know, I mean, I was, you know, a Home do, do, uh, Depot 3 right. a.m. Attacks, right? Taking apart, uh, you know, doorknob kind of girl. So to sit down <laughs> with a pen and paper was just like, oh my God. So the first, you know, my, my first, I, uh, I think ballet disciplined me. I, I had the, the discipline, however, to sit down every day and write two pages. And I wrote them really fast mm -hmm. just to get it done with. And so the memoir really began with, with that. And then I started transcribing those pages and it took me, I think the overall writing of it 
took about four years until the story was there. Mm -hmm. uh, so this was actually, I finished this book probably about five years ago now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, you know, I mean, there's been edits and tweaks and so forth, but the bulk of the story, it was there about, yeah, some years ago now. Yeah. So that must be feel really like a huge weight has been lifted to like have this out coming out and, you know, to kind of be, you know, there's promotion, sure, but like it's, you know, this chapter is, is, you know, is, is done. You, you did it. Um, yeah. And long, long journey, everyone. It's just so, I love hearing about other authors and in, in their process and, you know, it can apply to so much, so many mm -hmm. things with one's process, but, uh, everyone's so different. So yeah. Different. It's so true. I mean, that's, I think that's, uh, a question authors get a lot but I I always I always ask it I can't help it because I it's, I'm the same yeah. way like it's so it's fascinating because they're so they're so different in their response and how you know it's just incredible and so there it just shows right there it's it's so individual to the person there's no formula for for writing it's very specific to who you are yeah yeah, and I, you know, have a, two particular writing partners that I've been with for quite a long time. We meet every week and watching both of their processes and we're all very different. Mm -hmm. And at times I, I envied uh, the structure that one of the one of my one of the other authors, uh, who's also a really close friend that she was able to create with her. Mm -hmm. and he, you know, she comes from a place of she can structure her book beforehand and I'm like wow <laughs> I really wish I could do that yeah <laughs> um yeah there, I mean there's there's all kinds but it, like in the end if something is something works and like you know in my opinion this book does it's like however you got there it doesn't matter you got there and it's you know people I, I, I know people are going to love it um Thank once they get so the chance to read it yeah really? um, absolutely so oh, what was I going to ask you um in the book, you talk about, so when you're living with your sister and um, I, I just kind of love the the real, like, quote, unquote, boring moments in life. So you you have yeah. kind of this wild life. I, you know, use the term in quotations, but um, then it's like you're home reading on a Saturday night or, or whatever. So uh, clear. Yeah. And then coming from like, you know, your parents are very, very um, educated um and your, your dad's a poet writer uh so you had all this influence that kind of like is built into who you are and i love just hearing the part about you two you know uh i i think you were you were both stripping at the time and then you you come home and then you're like you're reading you're reading your books and um and she's reading i was, was she reading like a hemingway book or i forget what it was but it was well, I was just actually <laughs> answering or there was the interview question about this so i know what she was okay. doing <laughs> She was reading War and Peace. <laughs> right. I know. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's like not what you would expect. But I, I love that so much <laughs> no. that, um, that I mean, and then you were reading you were reading something else and you were saying something like how you wished you could like yeah. tackle something like that. Yeah, um, <laughs> she, she is. She's a really, really avid reader and she reads very long books and I'm more of a short uh, reader uh -huh. uh, and and you know <laughs> it translated in other areas that we just seem to complement each other very well with her 
uh, yeah, other things. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's great. I was so I, I'm kind of curious. I mean, since you have been reading, like it's been a part of you know reading, writing, even though you like you didn't want to do it because you know maybe yeah. an element of dad doing it. But um, like, what kind of books did you like um, growing up, or in, or even in your 20s or or whatever? Whenever yeah. you were reading um, a lot. Well, really. In my 20s was a lot of classics. My stepfather is, uh, has a huge library. Uh, he lives in, in Boyle Heights in Los Angeles and has a, lives in a, you know, he has, owns a whole, like looks like a big warehouse. Mm-hmm. And it is just filled with books. And so pretty much whatever he hands me, I'll read because I trust his, his taste implicitly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much so that he even handed me a book once not too long ago of uh oh, i'm blanking <laughs> but i was it was a um oh goodness I, i'm blanking no but worries it, yeah no worries <laughs> yeah but i remember being on the airplane and i was embarrassed so like i put like i I hid the cover like I put the poster <laughs> over the cover so when, I mean as if anyone cares what I mean or is even looking at what like you know nobody yeah but, <laughs> but in any case a lot of classics uh yeah yeah I, oh yeah that's great um how, how about now like stuff you're reading now or you I mean have you been pretty busy just kind of getting prepared for the book release is that um is that taking up a lot of time i'd imagine but if you are reading something anything that's stuck with you in the last while well i right now i've been reading a lot of poetry and i i really am drawn to ellen bass's poetry she's had some poems uh, more recently in the new yorker uh it just they really speak to me they're just accessible uh humorous and to be honest I've been reading a lot of my father's poetry Uh, I guess I'm plugging him Uh, (laughs) that's great no that's awesome (laughs) however I am at his you know house in Santa Cruz right now and uh I'm going through his his library he passed earlier this year so a lot of a lot of poetry books Uh, and I have a stack of books that I need and want to read (laughs) you know like alex pope's uh duende i think pronouncing it right or aaron carr's strung out hope to be doing a conversation with her so i i have the stack of of must of must reads Uh Uh, and of course patrick o'neill's latest book uh because his his the first one i read that gun needle spoon yeah that's great yeah he did a great one um so yeah his new one's awesome the the anarchy at the circle k but i don't know if you've had the chance to read he put a book out um uh, yeah with james brown on the yeah okay so you you're familiar with that yeah i haven't read the book but i love both of their their writings so i want to that book out very much yeah it's yeah i have a copy of it it's excellent and he like actually like um your work kind of reminded me i mean i can't specifically say why but it, it reminded me of, of Jim's work. So James, yeah, James Brown's like, who I'm a huge fan of. I think anyone who reads his stuff is like, whoa, this guy is incredible. Um, and it just had like a, yeah, I just had a, I was almost wondering if you um, like studied under him for a minute. I'm like, I wonder if, I wonder if she took classes with him, but it's like. I didn't, I would have loved to. Oh gosh, and yeah. I, 
I remember reading uh, um, LA Diaries. Yeah, LA Diaries. Yep. Yeah. You know, one of the, I had someone, I feel it's probably comparable to that as a, as a instructor at UCLA Extension Mm -hmm. 20 years ago, uh, uh, Rob Robberge. And he, he's someone you know I, his latest book was liar and i just mm-hmm. loved love his writing and and similar to james brown in the sense of uh well i'll have to check it yeah i'm not familiar with his work so i'll i'll definitely check that out um yeah a lot of people i have a, i have a friend who teaches at ucla extension and currently and it's like a lot of a lot of good has come out of that extension program. I mean, so many amazing people. Um, it's just, uh, I'm always like, I'm always hearing references to it. You know, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, that particular author, and he's been a friend now for 20 years, but Rob Rubbers, he, he was the first to have me, to get me to publish a book, uh, a story. Cause I wasn't sending work out. And he said, this needs to be sent out. And I'm like, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that's that's so great that you had people um like like the like the woman who tells you like this is a memoir. Like you you've had people that recognize it and like okay this this needs to be out there, you know, this needs to be put out there. So I mean that's that's pretty cool um to have support like that early on when it is like you know so so wobbly on your legs or, or a writer like just yeah. starting out it's like the insecurities and even i don't think they ever completely go away the the writers i've talked to who put out 10 15 books are still you know i had a guy he's put out at least a dozen books and he he asked me if i'd read his his book that he was sending into the publisher i'm like are you ins- yeah are you kidding me like really <laughs> um you're yeah. like a massive su- success but yeah i mean i guess I, I don't know if it ever completely goes away and um I don't know if that's good or bad. Maybe it keeps you sharp as a writer and keeps you wanting to always do better. Uh, yeah. But that was yeah. one thing that kind of like surprised me as I've gotten more involved in this world. But it's like, it, you know, it's awesome. I love to, I love to see that, that everyone's kind of suffering in a way. No, me too. <laughs> me too. I love to know, like, I love to hear the day to day of it. Like mm-hmm. just like what you were saying, like with my sister and I coming home and reading after, you know, a night of stripping. I mean, I don't know if we, <laughs> You know, I mean, I don't know if we actually read after a night of it, but maybe I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> uh, I definitely remember roller skating though after creating. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um, well, no, it is, it is like the day to day, and and just kind of like I think um, you know another thing like how I was saying that this could, I think a lot of people could relate to. I think specifically, I'm thinking of the woman who was on the cover of Vogue. Uh, and this was someone kind of in your, um, like a, like a, was it like a support group or, a, or, a re- oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how, so yeah, this woman and, and correct me if I'm getting it wrong, but like she, she was on the, you, you remembered her from being on the cover of this magazine. And when we look at those magazines, you think those people are, have, yeah. have it all. It's like, great. Their life's great. Um, and then she was, a you know, she suffered from addiction and and she was you know very unhappy so it's like you never know what's going on i mean people people can put on a on that face you know and you know you really have no idea i i don't there's i'm endlessly fascinated and interested in that and really unveiling that 
and getting to hear other people's stories of the behind the behind, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and what's really going on. And, and I've, and that's helped me immensely other people's vulnerability that has, you know, um, it, it's such a gift to yeah. get to other people's vulnerability. Yeah. I heard, um, I was listening to this, this course on public speaking last night and it, it was talking about, um, they showed two different, like segments of two different speeches um and the the instructor was just talking about how like what makes a what makes a memorable public speaker um and and she was saying it's not even necessarily someone who's like an amazing public speaker it's not and and confidence you would you tend to think confidence would be the first thing and she was like when you ask children the same question they often will just say passion being passionate about something and and then they showed two different speeches and like the one was someone who wasn't as articulate but you could tell they really cared about the subject they were talking about and yeah. and she was right it stuck with you you know and and like showing an element of vulnerability was also a component of it that like um like honest vulnerability showing that and being passionate was really is what kind of uh made people listenable <laughs> and i thought that was so fascinating that is so good to hear because so often I'm not articulate and I was actually doing a, a writing to heal panel a little while ago and it had been such a bad day and I was really, it sounds so cliche, but I really was on the kitchen floor just sobbing and I had five minutes to pull it together to do this virtual mm-hmm. <laughs> virtual panel and I was just, oh my God, I just, you know, <laughs> eyes were swollen and I'm like, you know, uh, so it's good to hear that. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, it was good for me too. I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, putting yourself out there is, you know, I think for writers, especially a lot of writers, it's like, that's a really, that's a, you know, that's a different part of the job. And that's a really hard part of it that doesn't maybe come as natural um, yeah. as, to you know, as other professions. So it's, um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I love, you know, I love podcasts and I love what you do. And, Thanks. Uh, you know, it's one of my favorite, yeah, podcasts are my favorite. Well, and I think, I mean, I don't want to speak too much about myself because we're, you know, I'm not here to talk about me. But there's I, so many questions I want to ask you, uh, oh, Kyler. You, yeah, right. But I think like, so I'd, I'd had my thing going for a while, but it wasn't a podcast because I, I had a hard time listening to my voice and I'm like, I could never do a podcast. I can't stand my voice. <laughs> yeah. And that's the last thing people need is another podcast. <laughs> um, and then during the pandemic, I was just kind of going stir crazy and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just going to do it because I have no social connections right now. And so I, it started from that. Mm. Um, and then at least I don't love my voice, but I don't cringe when I hear it now. So that, it, you know, that's the well, stuff. I found it very inviting when I was listening to some of the episodes last night. Oh, uh, well, thank I wanted you. To get, you know, a stronger sense of, of you. Yeah. And your style before, uh, before this. And, uh, and that's the other thing I love hearing how other, how pro- other people's projects come about. I mean, mm-hmm. I know I said that in terms of books, but also in, whatever, whether it's right. law practice and, you know, I'm getting off subject now. But, no, no, this uh, is, this is great. No, well, thank you. That, that means a lot because that's what I am. I, I am trying to make it like an inviting um, environment for, for anyone who wants to come on. And I try to only have people, uh, and I think I've been pretty successful at it. People I'm 
that I'm interested in because this is like this is like a labor of love so it's like I'm not going to have someone if I don't like their book um <laughs> you know I have to like and I want to read the book you know so I want to make sure well, I, that's, that's, I appreciate you saying that so people don't think I paid to get on no, here <laughs> not at all not at all uh, no, this was like, I was, I had to jump at like, so I could just tell, I'll tell our listeners now, like, like I've already kind of mentioned the book doesn't come out for uh, another month or so, but I was like, I was just so excited about it that I wanted to talk to you um, early on if I could. And so I'm glad we, we got the chance to, you know, connect um, before it gets maybe, you know, so busy that you're, you know, you're sick of saying the same thing. So I don't <laughs> I'm well, excited, I'm, yeah. I'm really happy to be here. It's such a nice uh, break in my day to to talk with you about this. Yeah, yeah. No, this this is this is great. Um, uh, so you you said just now you you were teaching like when you were when you were just crying on the ground, but you but you did pull it together, <laughs> and, and you and you taught the course. So it was a what was the course again you were teaching? Well, this was the a panel? panel I was actually doing with two other authors. Uh, and it was it's a writing to heal panel um where we talk about you know writing to heal it's not just for authors it's mm. for anyone and we've done a couple of those and those have been really i've really they're i, I really enjoy them and yeah. especially the one we did one virtual so far in the last month and one in person and to get to hear other uh people and their desire to write whatever it is Right. Um, it doesn't have to be someone who's an author. I really love that. Similar to like what you were saying about when you're, uh, I don't know, just the, the people going back to what you said about the people who I had the gift of them encouraging me. Mm -hmm. You know, again, it is such a cliche comment, but I really, I really love that with other people when I get to, you know, like I, was filling in for my father to, or guest teacher for one of his memoir senior writing classes uh, that he, some, a few years ago. And oh my God, I loved that group so much. They were so inspiring and just, you know, brings me back to like why it is like pen to paper. Why? Mm -hmm. Why? Sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, <laughs> I, you know, today I hate it and this and that. And I'm like, this is, you know, who cares? Nobody cares. I don't care. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, but then, you know, encouraging other people, I realized, oh, you know, this, this matters. Who knows what it will be? It might not be anything, but that's none of the, you know, none of my business right now. Yeah, well, it's like the you know component whether whether a person's in recovery or, or not, just like that element of service and 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 helping others right. and how how like um, healing that is to to you as a person. I mean, I think doing something like that, and especially when you um, you are helping people work through trauma or um, different challenging life events using art. I mean, that's mm -hmm. a that's a wonderful thing. I think I think. Um, not not every therapist or someone who's like you know they don't have that ability to maybe bring out that um uh that maybe it's like a secret gift that someone doesn't even know they can write well and then or or even they don't maybe they don't write well but it like helps them process you know that's all yeah. that matters <laughs> yeah 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 and giving them permission it's like i needed i needed other people to give me permission to write whatever it was i was writing in a way well I say that and then I'm like, is that true? Maybe not. I don't know if I need permission. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Well, okay. So here's a question as far as like, uh, you said you're in some writing, you're in a writing group and, um, you know, one of the scariest things I think about being a writer is, um, especially in the beginning, but even if you've been doing it a while, sharing your work with someone for the first time, or just like the first couple people, um, even if you know, it's just a scary, it can be a scary thing. It's like, are they going to judge me? Do they, are they going to yeah. think a certain way of me? Um, yeah. When you first started sharing your work with people who, like, who did you share it with? Uh, well, that began actually in at UCLA Extension. And I was taking some writing, you know, creative writing courses and I would read and every single time I would turn beet red, I would just fly. I mean, and I'm, I'm, you know, quite pale to begin with, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just like, a, I mean, I just was, yeah. Uh, oh, that eventually went away. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, I know when I was starting to share with the, writers group from with my mentor but she was also teaching the writers group that I was in that I was I don't know I just went for it I just read whatever was going on you know I mean there's a chapter in the book uh you know about my drug dealer who also had a foot fetish and I just remember reading to the group you know it was a eclectic <laughs> group of you know ages all ages you know it's like maybe seven of us and you know and uh yeah just I just read it yeah <laughs> you know I guess I think you start to get over it however I think for myself and, and I think it is important uh or at least you know I, I would suggest really knowing who you're who you're reading to mm. you know I, I need to know where they're coming from and you can kind of gauge in their comments to other people in the group. Mm -hmm. It's not just my, my writing, but I hear how they're interpreting other people's work. And if I'm aligned with that or not, because a lot of comments and a lot of stuff in writing workshops I've taken, you know, I, I definitely had my share of, you know, um, uh, you know, people, some people don't like it. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think that's like that's one that's a thing that, you know, even if, if even if a writer never gets completely over, like that kind of trepidation or fear, but just just um, moving past it and being being doing it, even if you're still afraid, even if you're like yeah. that's someone told me that once, and I thought that was great advice. He's like, it doesn't really go away, or at least it doesn't for me, and I just yeah, put it, I no, put it out there anyways, whatever. It doesn't, and it's like I need to hear a reaction. If someone's not, you know, if I don't feel like they're like, ooh, or you know, ooh, <laughs> right? <laughs> then it's like you know, I can ruin my day, and I have to really watch that too. Like, yeah, you know, how much am I, you know, looking for some kind of you know, validation, which is just so fleeting, whether they like it or not, or it's not even about like it or not. It's whether like how to make it stronger, right? that's what the writing group is for. Like, what, what can I do to make this stronger? Yeah, no, that's, that's great. Um, let's see. What was it? What else did I want to ask you about the book? Um, I think, I mean, just again, kind of maybe just kind of a generic comment on my part, but just like the, the humanizing of like all 
uh, you know, of different professions like sex work. Um, but then also just kind of anyone that was in your book, just like, you know, um, and I think it even says it in, in the bio that, that Cheryl gave me, but it, um, just like, there's no, there's no self pity. Um, there's no, um, like blaming. I never, I didn't get that feeling at all. There's blaming, there's some tough situations, but there was never pointing a finger like this is be, this is because of you or this or that. And even like the people, um, uh, that you, when you were an escort that you saw and the, the sugar daddies, there was like, um, like a, a humanizing of them even where it's not like, you know, I think sometimes people might even read something um, dealing with the subject and um, I think the guy would be like just a sleazeball and maybe they were, some of these guys definitely were for sure. But um, <laughs> a, a couple of them, you, you were just kind of like, oh, this person's like, I don't know quite what to think about this person. And I, I, I like that when I read something like that, where it's like, it doesn't, I don't immediately have like, oh, this person is good or this person is bad. Yeah. It was like, okay, this person is, is a person. And, and I think for the most part, I mean, most of the men I saw really were, I mean, there were a couple, uh, like the one that I described from a penin I think it was a peninsula hotel mm. who was not, that was a terrible night. And then getting, and then watching the Oscars and seeing him on there, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, just like, yeah. oh my God, was just, that was horrifying. <laughs> and I saw when I read that, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> That was horrifying. It was so horrifying. I don't know why I'm laughing even now, but it was so long ago. You know, and just to, just to be sitting there watching and be like, oh my God. Uh, however, for example, like one of the sugar daddies who I did see uh, for, for, you know, a couple of years, I only ever slept with him once. Mm -hmm. And he was, he was the nicest man. Uh, you know, he was just a very nice man. And he really... Uh, yeah, just uh, you know, he wanted he companionship. It sounded like he wanted to, yeah. take, to take care of somebody on some level. Yeah, he brought me to Trader Joe's and took me coffee, <laughs> you know, uh, at, to get some, you know, tomatoes. I was so broke, but yeah. you know, and he didn't no no sex. I mean, I, I don't know who does that, but <laughs> he, he didn't, and. <laughs> You know, because there was the hope there, but I just knew I couldn't uh, with, you know, maintaining yeah. variety. I just couldn't do that. Yeah. No, I think it just like just across the board, you know, all the people in the book, it did. It did just like, um, I don't know if I'm communicating it well, but ju ju just there was no like, this is no blaming someone necessarily where there could definitely, you know, yeah. from a reader's perspective, there could definitely, but it was just, you're, you're just telling the story from the perspective of whatever age you were in that given time. And it was just, um, you know, it was just great. And then, and like I said, it's just like the humanizing of, of so many different people and um, the complicating of like hu human nature. And it's like, well, what, like what, what is behind all of this with like the, you know, the people who are coming to this and people who are, yeah, I don't know. I just was like, I was, I never, I've not, read a book quite like this before um so i know it's going to find its audience um and it just is like like i said it's just i've said it a million times but i want to make sure our, our listeners <laughs> it's like it's just so well written 
Um, another hundred bucks for you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> then my Venmo is. Um, I, I'm 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 a <laughs> Venmoing him as we talk. His account still enough. No, but, but but seriously, it is like because it, it's a um the the subject matter the memoir it's like it's fascinating just like what happened but mm -hmm. the writing like above all else the writing is just solid and so i think like it just is like the perfect storm of of just a just a killer book and not to mention the cover is awesome i love the cover i think the cover is such a cool <laughs> um yeah, I just love the cover. That's a that's all. That's all yeah, I'll say. Did, did a great job of that. When he was sending me, like he sent me ten different uh, cover ideas, and I liked immediately what he was after. The moodiness. There was some that were less moody, and and that just felt that one landed. Yeah, it's it's great. I'm glad uh, that you did. Yeah, no, I love it. Well, okay, maybe that's a good stopping point because I've I've repeated myself a lot on all this stuff. Um, but maybe we could, as we wrap up, talk. Um, I don't think I have the date on me, but the the event you're doing at Book Soup with Patrick O'Neill. Yeah. So yes, with Patrick, the uh, the wonderful author, I am doing that on September 21st at Book Soup. That's a Wednesday at 7 p.m. Uh, I think it will be a lot of fun, and there's a, um, some other events that I'm doing as well um, in Chicago and D.C. and uh, hopefully New York and uh, I have them on I'll be having them on my website website and some are virtual uh, but some in person too great so I'll, I'll put links to all those um, when this thing goes up you'll you'll have links at the bottom um, but if you're in LA yeah book soup puts on great events so um, if you are down there try to check it out and that's great you're doing virtual events so people from all over um, can can also you know see it as well yeah it's it's a fun way to expand the uh, audience and accessibility uh, yeah great um anything else you want to say before we we close up i just want to thank you so much it's just so much this is so much fun i love podcasts like i said and to get to be on one then uh, listen to them in my car all the time especially in la yeah with the, the known traffic and uh yeah, I look forward to listening to, to more of yours. And again, just Thanks. thank you. It's Absolutely, yeah. Really wonderful. No, yeah. thank thank you for you know first off writing the book, but then yeah, taking the time and and being so generous with your with your time and um, your story. So I really really uh, appreciate that. Thank you, Kyler. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. Um, take care, and we'll we'll talk soon. Keep in touch. Okay, I look okay. forward to it.